0: Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Welcome to church. So glad that you guys can uh, join us today Uh, I'm hoping that you can gather in in your families, in your living rooms um, And we can absolutely worship and bring everything to God this morning Which is absolutely fantastic I'm hoping that uh, we are able to... um reflect on what God has already done and what He is going to do uh, in the very, very near future, which um, seems to be something that uh, we're trying to dive into a little bit deeper. We're starting this new uh, this new series for the next two months which is called Practically Equipped uh, and I'm really excited to see what God is going to do in that. Uh, I would love to be able to share just a quick verse with you uh, that it keeps on popping up uh, for me uh, and, I'm, and I think it's very relevant to our church uh, at the moment. So let me share. It's from 1 Corinthians 15 and it says this. And what you sow is not the body that will come into being, but the bare seed. It is, and it's hard to tell whether it's wheat or some other seed. But when it dies, God gives it a new form, a body to fulfill his purpose. And he sees to it That each seed gets a new body of its own and becomes the plant he or she was always designed to be. I'm hoping that we can hold on to that this morning as we, we go into something that's not just going to be a little bit different but it's absolutely inviting us into something that may seem a little bit different but it's inviting us to something that's going to breathe new life not only into us as individuals not only into the church worldwide but also the communities and the people that are watching and looking at us as reflections of jesus lord i just thank you that uh, you've given this uh, ability to us uh, to be able to uh, join together Uh, to be able to journey uh, together uh, to be able to connect in with one another through technology or whether it be through um, the means of um, social media through emails, through phone calls uh, Lord I just thank you that we uh, have people in our family in our lives uh, that not only care but absolutely love uh, people and that's what you want us to do is love people uh, we've got at the back of our, uh, our back of our church near our baptistry love God, love people so Lord I just thank you that we are uh, starting and and have been obedient to this over the years lord i pray for this service i pray for the words that i'm about to say that are not of mine or of me or in any way way shape or form but are of you lord i pray that the words from my tongue uh, are of the words that you've laid on my heart i pray this in jesus name amen Alright, let's, let, let's, let's move through this uh, as we go into this next part So I'm, look, I'm really, really excited about this series that we're, we're kicking off uh, I'm, I'm expectant to see what God is going to be doing uh, And it's outside of the realm of comfort um, for a lot of people Because sometimes we don't like to step into things If we're not in full knowledge of uh, what it is going to do and how it's, uh, how it's going to do So, let's start Alright, In the midst of our busy, scattered, exhausted and hurting lives, one of the main things our soul wants to do is experience great love. No matter where we're at in life, people search for this love in their whole lives with no prevail. They attempt to fill the void left by the emptiness within their life with unsustainable, life-draining, addictive and nonsensical practices or people that leave them feeling complete darkness, suffocation and loss. I know this feeling all too well. And unfortunately, I've been in this place many times in my past as I was searching. Searching for not only my purpose or a purpose, but real, authentic love and life. As Christians, we are invited many times to deepen our relationship with God but a lot of the time seeking learning and growing in our faith knowledge and surrender of our lives tends to be not our priorities god wants us to come with him and so he come to him sorry he wants us to come to him and so he can restore the original purpose that we were created for he really does But if our soul is distracted or neglected or even unwell, it is almost impossible to receive him or anything that he is trying to do in our lives. Put it this way. Dry, scorched ground cannot absorb the rain that it needs. I'm going to say that again. Dry, scorched ground cannot absorb the very rain that it needs. We're very too familiar with this because we've just come out of the drought season and we saw the effects of what the drought did. And even though we've had, uh, we had a couple of downpours during that time, there was no effect to the actual ground itself until there was a continuous flow of that water. C.S. Lewis explains this perfectly. The soul is but a hollow which God fills. In place of the word hollow, Let's put vessel. The soul is but a vessel which God fills. That vessel is something that is beautiful and artistic. Our souls are exquisite vessels created by God for him to saturate. I want you to picture for a moment the round curved basin at the top of an elegant fountain with water spilling down all the sides running all over and the unceasing life wasn't that always the promise in John 7:38 in the NIV it says this as scripture has said rivers of living water will flow from within them rivers of living water will flow from within them and so it is evident that if we can receive help for restoring and renewing our weary besieged souls we will enjoy the fruits which are many and wonderful of happy souls and also will be able to receive more of God which is even more wonderful than we can ever imagine we will be we will find the vibrancy and resiliency we create we, we crave as human beings living waters will well up from deep within and then then it is then that we will get our lives back when we are attentive to that living water that comes from deep within, we will get our lives back. How good is that? How good is that? Just the thought of that. But how do we experience this great love? Because that's what it is. This love that God just wants us to experience. How do we experience it? Well, the only way to experience it is to actually know our Creator. The person that purposed our lives and created us individually spectacular. A masterpiece. The way we do this is we need to know what love is. For he is love. We need to desire to sit in his presence. Not just for a Sunday service or the odd Bible studies or even leading ministry or serving in ministry. If we want God to show up, lead us in every situation and unveil and unveil His great love and purpose for our lives, then we need to intentionally practice behaviours that will draw us closer to Him. Listen to this. This is something that I want, to take, I want you guys to take hold of this morning. Is that for desire and desperation... Nor at our hungry souls. And those who don't truly know God will be forever seeking to fill that void. I'm going to repeat that again because I think this is pivotal this morning. for desire and desperation, nor at our hungry souls. And those who don't truly know God will be forever fill, uh, seeking to fill that void and for those who do know God but don't seek him then they will be forever wanting to know if God will actually show up for them in the good times and the bad they will always be wondering whether God is going to show up because they are unable unwilling or it's not a priority of theirs to actually seek God Intensely, I've said it over and over and over again. If we are able to live in our crew, what we are being created to be, we need to not just know who we are, but whose we are. And in knowing whose we are, we are unshakable in that unshakable com- uh, confidence that it spoke about in First Corinthians last week. So, why is it important? in our lives, these practices why, why is it important to seek God well because our lives mean something and for us to live, rest restore, work out of and journey this abundant life effectively then we need to understand the practices that suit our soul that will draw us closer to him just thinking for a moment I don't think we can accumulate all the practices together. But if we're attentive to the ones that actually make our heart sing or actually draw us closer uh, to wanting to do or wanting to experience, then I think that we're going to start getting this a little bit more. I think that it will open up a door for God to be able to move in our lives that we've never experienced before. But off the back of that, one of the things that I want you guys to do, which I'll explain later on, is is actually take this time during this eight to nine week period and allow God to just move just a little bit. Expose yourself to the greatness that God wants. So the first installment for for this is called design to worship. Let us work out this together. All right. Let us work. Let, let us work this together. In Matthew 11, 28 to 30, this is one of the main verses that are going to be looking at today, and I'm to looking at different ways as well. Main reason why is because it sings songs like nothing else into being this practical design, but also seeking God in this. And in this, it says practically, Jesus said, "Come." To me. Many times Jesus said, come after me or follow me, but this is the only time he says, Come to me. And that's pivotal to this because of what follows after it. And if you follow them at home, whether it be by your, your glowing Bible or whether that be by your physical Bible, um, make sure that you highlight these because this is very, very pivotal to our lives. Jesus says, come to me. Why does he say that? Because it says this. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. It's pivotal, that word rest. We all think if we sleep enough uh, or, or if we relax enough that we've actually got rest, but that is actually not revitalizing and refreshing our souls. Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. A yoke is a wooden beam, and this is the reason why uh, I want you guys to start understanding what this. A so yoke, in this context, is a, is a wooden beam used to allow a pair of oxen or other animals to pull together on a load. The yoke allows the herder the most eff- effectively har- harness- to most effectively harness the strength of the animals to accomplish the needed task. The metaphor of the yoke is that it joins two animals to work as one. It is not simply to work or toil that is the focus here, but the union with Christ that we can gain. It goes on in in Matthew and says, Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. He's expressing his heart here. He's, he's putting his heart out here saying that I am humble and gentle. Allow me to teach your life. Allow me to form your life. Allow me to express inside you who I am. The Aramaic translation of this is tranquil or uh, peaceful. Tranquil or peaceful. Tranf- or peaceful. He's is humble, he is gentle, he is tranquil, he is peaceful. And you will find rest for your souls. As I said before, we have these different definitions of what rest is. But what Jesus is saying here is that I want you to get rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden i give you is light god wants to strengthen and renew our souls jesus longs to give us more of himself come you weary and heavy laden i love what it says in another uh, in, a, in another translation it says this listen to this really are you tired worn out burnt out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life is that something that you want do you feel so burdened by life and the things that are going on that you're actually not able to sit in God's presence not able to sit in the creation that he's made you not able to seek him and the whisper that he wants I love the way that this, this verse actually just just brings it to life. Is Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, escape with me and you will recover life. Just recently, when I say recently, over the last 12 months I've, I've tried to impart um, these spiritual disciplines in my life. Uh, little bits here, there and everywhere to see what actually uh, my soul responds to. And one of the ones that um, responds to my soul is actually escaping. And I can relate to this verse like nothing else, especially this translation, is because it says, Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I don't know about you, but... If we are daily seeking to recover our life and live in the purpose that we are created for, how good is our life going to be? We are actually going to have a glimpse of that abundant life that God promises. Another translation, and I love this also, this, this translation as well. This is from the Passion Translation. It says, Are you weary carrying heavy burden? Carrying a heavy burden. Then come to me. But listen to this. I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. I am your oasis. Wow. All you need to do is simply join your life with me. Learn my ways. Learn the way that he lived on earth. Learn the way that he journeyed life. Learn the way that he gave everything to to the Father and glorified him in everything that he did. Learn my ways. And you'll discover that I am gentle. See, he's asking us to seek him, to seek God's glory through his actions. And you'll discover that he's gentle, humble, and he's easy to please. We think that we need to get ourselves right before we actually come in in the face of Jesus. That's not the case. That is not the case. We need to come warts and all because Jesus loves us and he is easy to please. And it goes on and says, you will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. All that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. I don't know about you, but that sings out If you are available for the Spirit to move, then it's not about our works, but about whose we are and allowing the Spirit to move through wherever we are. This new series that we're starting today is called Practically Equipped. We're going to be exploring spiritual disciplines that we can implement into our lives that will help us grow in faith transform our lives, deepen our understanding of this life, of rest, of listening, and of some people that can completely change. This will be uh, something that completely change some people's lives. We are hoping to create different environments. We as a church here at Penrith, throughout the, each week during this series, that will allow people to gain a clearer understanding of what each discipline is, And what the benefits to your life or our life will be if we actually impart them, not just join in and and seek, but actually impart them into our lives every day. Each Sunday, we'll be introducing the topic for the week. We'll be attempting to highlight during the service the basis around what each discipline is. Every Monday, We'll be having different people from our family here in Penrith sharing a reflective devotion on the particular discipline of the week, which means that personal reflection. This will be done via our Facebook page. For me, I love to hear people's reactions to what God is doing, and this is an opportunity for for us to hear from different people within the, the church family of what God is doing in this space. Each Wednesday, we'll be leading a cultural Bible service through Zoom, which is going to be interactive as possible. This is an interactive service that is um, reflective of the topic that it will be introduced each Sunday on the previous um, week. And I'm excited to announce that we're going to have uh, special guests that are going to be speaking into each of these topics, which uh, are going to be massively um, positive for our lives, uh, I think massively fruitful for our lives. Um, So make sure that you get along. Make sure you get involved. Make sure that um, if you're available from 7 o'clock on the Wednesdays, make sure that you log on there, even if it's just to listen, um, just to listen to the fruits of what's going on there. Each dis- so plenty of opportunities for each of us to get involved and start building a foundation in our lives that will be based on Jesus and the unshakable love that God wants us to feel, experience and live. Each discipline we'll be going through, uh, that we'll be going through during this season, or this series I should say, points us towards ways of creating space for God in our lives. Within each topic... Find particular disciplines that stem from our God-given desires, what our soul needs. As I said before, we may not impart every single one of them, but if we impart at least one of them, that is the desire of our soul right now, our God-given desire. So listen to your desires and your desperations of your life. Listen to what your soul is actually crying out for, and don't just neglect it. Your desires may be a reflect of your needs right here or, or your needs of your past. Um, it might be an area of struggle in your life. It might be a desperation of your heart and your soul that is just crying out to, to, to find out whose you are, uh, to find out your purpose in life, to find out where you need to go or where you need to sit or what God wants you to do, not, not what we want to do, but what God wants you to do. It might, be, it might actually surprise you. I remember the first time that I that I did a spiritual discipline of of, um, of silence and solitude, I fell asleep, and it was like that was okay, because God wanted me to rest in that. God wanted me to 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 get revitalised, to be ready to actually hear His voice. Another one there, maybe is your, your a barrenness for routines or relationships. Or your concern of lack of motivation and what is not working in your life. I want to ask, I want you guys to ask yourself a question. How do I want to or need to be with God? How do I want to or need to be with God? Now, some of us might turn around and go, no, no, my relationship's all sweet. But my challenge this morning for you is, is it? Is it really? Have you seen what God wants us to do? Are we walking every day in the grace that God gives us? Are we using these spiritual disciplines already in our lives and may as look some of us may be I'm not saying that we're not. but are we seeking these spiritual disciplines in our lives to not just strengthen our relationship with God but to actually allow him to work through us in everything? to be attentive to what our soul needs and to actually act on that. The topics that we will be covering are a broad overview of the practical disciplines with each breaking down into each of the sections. When I read these out aloud, what I want you to do is honestly be attentive to what catches your eye straight away because in the coming weeks what we're going to do is be exploring these. So, is it that your soul, right here, right now, wants to learn how to worship God? Is it that it wants to learn how to open yourself to God? To relinquish the false self or the idols of your heart? To share your life and faith with others? To hear the word of God? To incarnate Christ's love for the world? Or is it simply that you want to learn how to pray to God? I don't know. This is something that you need to individually uh, journey. As I said before, like one spiritual discipline may be different for somebody else's soul than it is to yours. So this is something that you need to intently uh, journey because if, you are, if we are intently journeying this, imagine how many people that are on um, fire for God because we are, we, we are seeking and we are open for our souls to be able to be transformed Coming together once these doors open again, imagine what could happen. Something greater than we could ever imagine. I'm not sure whether you remember when we cast our vision for this, this year. Um, more, of, more of you and less of me, God, in, in my everything. I don't know whether you remember the, the story of Joshua um, that he, when he spoke just before they crossed the Jordan um, to be able to walk around the walls of Jericho. What he said to them the day before. I'm not too sure whether you remember that. It's in preparation. It's in preparation. This series is not a fix at all but an invitation to journey deeper and discover this abundant life in ways that we may never have before. Author John Calvin wrote, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. Nearly all the wisdom we possess, that is to say true sound wisdom, consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. Do we really know God? And do we really know ourselves? Our partnership with the Holy Spirit is the linchpin of the transformation process. Our partnership of the whole, with the Holy Spirit is the linchpin of the transformation process. I want to take this back to the Bible just for a second. And we're going to travel in, in Psalm 51. Just a little bit of it. Psalm 51. And what I want you to do is I want you to take these words in. I want you to to manifest in these words and see what God is going to create and bloom out of our, our souls and our spirits and our lives for him to be able to work greater than what we can think. Yes, it may scare us, but listen to these words in Psalms. Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God. The word used for create takes us back to Genesis 1. And it means to create from nothing. I don't know. I wonder this morning whether we can ask God to create a new heart, even though we may be open already, but create that heart of obedience, create that heart of obedience of intentness, create that heart of intentionality, create that heart to be able to seek, desire God more in our everything. When David wrote this, he knew that he had no goodness without God placing it within him. David wanted a new creation heart, a new creation heart, not just the old one that he had changed. He wanted a new creation heart. Because we are all born as sinners, our natural inclination is to please ourselves rather than God. But God invites us on a personal journey. A journey that if we want to come if we want it to come to fruition or fulfilment of who we were created to be, we need to choose to allow the Creator to cleanse us within. Filling our hearts and our spirits with new thoughts and new desires. A new creation heart. It goes on in the Psalms. David writes this. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Or it could be translated as renew a reliable spirit of my inner being. A reliable spirit. One that is not going to falter. One that's not going to lay down. One that's not going to, to, to escape when times get tough. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Imagine God's children allowing this to actually happen, coming together here in Penrith. What God can do. Psalm, keep on going. And it goes this, Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to uh, restore to me the joy of your salvation. In another translation, it says here, "Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring me through." I'm not saying that life is going to be easy. I'm not going to say that this is going to be uh, this is going to be a walk in the park if we implement these things, but. If we don't implement these things, how can we expect God to actually make these breakthroughs happen? How can we expect God to work through and answer our prayers diligently if we are not seeking him wholeheartedly? The Hebrew word for joy comes from two Hebrew roots. One means bright and the other means lily or whiteness. David wanted the taste of joy that was bright, pure, and as beautiful as a lily. My wife loves lilies, and I do appreciate that plant lily. But I appreciate this more: is that do you want to taste the joy that was bright, pure, and as beautiful as a lily? I'm hoping that wells up in within you this morning. I'm hoping that this is is the creation or the start of a desire that's going to burn within us far greater than what we can ever imagine. And this is the last bit of this of Psalm 51. Listen to this, and make me willing to obey you. That's probably the hardest thing. Is that we may start this new initiative. And it may last for a week, two weeks, two months. But then when things get hard, get tough, sometimes it's the first thing to go. And unfortunately, we tend to, tend to start swimming alone or trying to swim alone. When, when the times are tough, hard, and things are unraveling in, this is when we need to press into God more. That's why I love this. Make me willing to obey you. All right, to get the most out of what God is going to do, I've kind of labelled it in six sections. It's as simple as this. Is first, during this season, during this series, and during these next two months, when something comes up, when the topic comes up, I would love for us as a family that are, that are moving forward to where God is taking us not only as individuals, not only as his children, but as, as people that are working within his kingdom works here in Penrith and worldwide as a family. The first thing that I would love for you to do or that I'm inviting you in to do is to set aside 20 minutes. So set aside 20 minutes each day to practice one of the disciplines See, each topic each theme will have a whole set of disciplines but stuff that might actually sing out to you a little bit more and we'll go into that uh, when we introduce each topic but each day for 20 minutes during that day I'd love if we can if we can Practice one of the disciplines for that 20 minutes each week, each day, which would be great. And if you can't do it each day, each week, even if it's just one of those disciplines that cry out to you. Just to set aside that time. The next thing is pray. Pray a prayer of dedication, such as, here I am, Lord. I want to be with you. Open me up. Show me what you want me to learn from this. Expand my heart if we go into this in our own ability it's not going to last but if we are inviting god to actually or if we are accepting the invitation of god to actually open our hearts and actually allow that to happen i want to see what happens i want you to see what happens i want to see the transformation that's going to happen Next thing is respond. Respond to any invitation you sense from the Holy Spirit. Don't hurry. That's the worst thing that we can do in this. And that's what the world continually tells us to do. Hurry, 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 hurry. Don't hurry. Be still. And know that I am God. You can pick up where you left off from another day. If you don't finish everything that you're responding to in that day, you can pick it up the next day. But don't rush what God is doing in your life. Don't rush the transformation that he's trying to attempt in your life. Don't rush him speaking. Don't rush you listening. Don't hurry. So respond to an invitation that might come up. It may seem a little bit silly at first, but you sit there and you go, oh, That actually was gold in my life. All right, next one is is the second set aside. So this is set aside at least five minutes to respond to God in prayer. Just sit with your Father and communicate with him. Tell God what it was like for you. This is the open communication. This is you actually having a a true conversation. You don't need to sit there and have these holy prayers and everything. like God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with us. So if we can tell God what it was like for us practising that spiritual discipline that's doing two things that's actually being attentive to what's going on in your life and actually knowing you but that's also communicating a relationship that is open with God how good is that? In this we can express our thoughts our feelings freely our gratitude, our anger, our frustration, our impatience If we bring that all to God, that opens up more than what we can actually sit there and think of. Fifth one this morning is take. Take one word or thought with you for the rest of your day when you do this. If you can do that, that one word or thought, and you can actually manifest on that, let's see what that births in you. Let's see what that does in your soul to be able to create create something that may be new or may may be resurfaced again which is fantastic returning to this word over time develops our soul to reflect to the attention of god the practices of noticing god throughout our day shapes the way we live and interact with others Remember The practice of noticing God throughout our day shapes the way that we live and interact with others. The last one for this morning is offer. Offer yourselves to God and place yourselves in His hands for the remainder of the day. Sounds simple, but we need to consciously and intentionally do it. If we can do this, these six simple steps during this series, once a day, once a week, let's just see what happens. Let's see if that fire ignites and burns more greatly because if we are attentive to what God is doing in our lives, imagine what it's going to do for our families. Imagine what it's going to do for our church. Imagine what it's going to do for our community. And imagine what it's going to do for the kingdom. Because that's what we're here for, is to work for the kingdom works and not for our selfish abilities. God will handle all the rest. This series invites you or invites us to journey with Jesus into the God-given desires within us. Be attentive to that. To learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm going to repeat that again. This series is enabling us to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Our soul cries out for things. It yearns for things. But we need to be attentive to it. It is my prayer that Jesus will give you and us a way of keeping company With him that opens us completely wide to what God is doing. So practically equipped. I'm really excited about what's going to happen. I'm hoping that you can get involved in one way, shape or form. I'm hoping that... Throughout this series, and at the end of this series, we're going to not just uh, hold on to it, but we're going to speak about it. We're going to speak about what God is doing through this series, what God is going to do through our attempts to to, to, to seek Him, to to impart these um, these practical spiritual disciplines, and see what God does from out. I'm excited to see what's going to happen within the church life, what's going to happen here in Penrith, what's going to happen in our our, um, our missions that we support, what's going to happen worldwide, what's going to happen to everywhere that God has placed us, has sent us, has purposed us. I'm excited to see God show up. Are you? I'm hoping that you are. I'm hoping that you're really, really excited. So we're going to hand over to worship right now. We're going to hand over to worship right now. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully you have a great week. And make sure that you join with us throughout this, um, throughout this, this week, uh, the opportunities and the spaces that are, that are created for us to one only, not only connect, but to journey and grow together. Let me pray. And then I'm going to hand over to worship, and we'll finish it in that. Lord, I just thank you for who you are. Thank you for the message that you have responded. But, Lord, I pray that the impartation of our hearts is not of the words that I have said, but of what the Spirit is actually saying to our souls directly. Lord, I pray that we can be attentive to what you are wanting us to to hear, what you're wanting us to experience, what you're wanting us individually to be able to express and allow to bloom throughout this series I thank you for who you are and I pray this in Jesus name, Amen Thank you so much for joining us make sure that you stay very active maybe even comment what, what, what you're excited about uh, down in the comments section what you're excited about what's going to happen here what spiritual disciplines that, um, that you're wanting to actually explore a little bit Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about Please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. www.cofcpenrith.org.